Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Liz Hill, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Liz, how are you doing? I'm great, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on. You know, I've been really excited about talking to you um, and having our listeners um, uh, actually hear what you have to say because so many of them um, want to know about virtual assistants and the services you do and of course, if they're like me with five thumbs, they don't know how to deal some so much with all the other things that go with using a computer and uh, getting it out there in social media. And I know you'll help us out today. But Liz, before we get into anything, let me uh, let the audience know a little bit about you. Um, you know, Liz is the founder of Virtual Support Gal LLC, which is her passion. And uh, she helps clients get in the front end of the audiences by increasing their online presence. Um, uh, she's, she also helps them on the technical back end online operations running smoothly. And uh, I can attest that um, over the years, uh, that's always been a stickler point when I think we've tried to fix things and it took so many hours and all we had to do was call someone like you to get it get it done. So Liz, tell us a little bit about, it. I know you graduated from Quinnipiac, right? I did. Yes. I graduated in 2006. So I actually started out um, as a website developer. I studied website design and communications at Quinnipiac. And when I graduated, I worked at two school systems, um, not really doing web design, but doing IT support. And that was my minor. I, I minored in computer information services. So I was doing IT support in these two school systems and I was building websites on the side for other people. So eventually I ended up launching my business a year later and I never looked back. Um, I started getting requests from her services as the time went on, such as like blog management and optimization, social media sharing, uh, MailChimp email marketing, sales support, and all of that fun tech stuff on the back end, which included website updates. So I kind of merged into the website maintenance field after a few years of doing the development side. And, and I love it. I really do. Well, I, you know, we've had a lot of conversations, but I know that you've really pride yourself in knowing a slew of online platforms. Can you kind of give us a list of the ones you really like to work with? Absolutely. MailChimp is my number one. Um, I love MailChimp. I love WordPress. I actually had to teach myself WordPress um, 
because back in the day when I was graduating from Quinnipiac, the HTML and CSS Dreamweaver sites were still kind of hanging around and WordPress was born and getting more popular. So I had to teach myself that platform on my own. Um, but those are really my two core platforms in terms of social media. Um, I love using Buffer for scheduling reasons. And I also enjoy working on the LinkedIn platform. So you're, one of the questions I had to you today, which I'll get right into is, um, what are the things you have to stay up on knowledge-wise? Because it it's always changing, right? Oh, yes. So there's something new every day. Um, I'll give you an example. So last summer, MailChimp decided to do a rehaul and they became a marketing platform. They used to only be email newsletters um, and they added all this extra functionality and launched their landing pages and this whole marketing CRM. So that was kind of a challenge because I had to figure out what they added, how it works, and they've really changed a lot around. So that that's a great example of something I have to stay on top of constantly. And, and that happens with WordPress as well. WordPress is constantly releasing these updates and it's changing the way that things work, the design side of things. It's, it's a constant learning curve and I have to keep up with that. Yeah, and that gets into this, um, you know, organization as a business owner, where do you spend your time? And because something, some things you can't delegate and that's learning. And so that takes a big chunk out of your time. But Liz, let's come back a little bit because you graduated from uh, Quinnipiac and you were working on a lot of stuff there. But how did you actually get into the profession of virtual assistants? What, what, what made you go that direction? Sure. So when I graduated, I, I was kind of doing, as I mentioned, IT support and website development. Um, and as I was developing these websites for my clients, I started to get other requests for services. Um, for example, one of my clients asked me to start working on their newsletter for them, their email newsletter. So that's how I kind of got into the email marketing and MailChimp side of things. And then I had another client who asked me to help kind of update his contact database. So I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm doing all these different things. What can I call myself, right? I, I don't know what to call myself. I'm not really a, just a website designer anymore. Um, so I did some research online and found the virtual assistant industry. And I said, this sounds exactly like what I'm doing for my clients. You know, I'm, I'm helping, with, helping them with the admin tech and creative side of their businesses. And that matched the virtual assistant industry very well. Um, yeah, because it's isn't it funny how you kind of fall into an industry or career almost by accident so many so many times, you know, um, it sounds like that's what happened to you. It is. It's it's interesting. I didn't even know what a virtual assistant was <laughs> yeah, that, isn't that funny? in 2006. Right. So, it, yeah, it's been an interesting ride. And I've met some really cool people along the way as well. And, and Liz, what are, what are the trends that you see impacting your business right now? Um, well, everybody is trying to go online now because we have the pandemic. Um, so a lot of like the local clients that I work with, for example, some of the yoga teachers or yoga shops or studios, they've had to shut down. So they are trying to take everything online. And that can be anything from 
adding uh, online scheduling, like online calendars to their website to even selling online courses on their website um, and doing Zoom meetings uh, with their customers. So I think everyone is moving online and it's it's really a booming industry right now. And everyone's looking for remote work as well, right? Because everyone's working from home. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I remember uh, I, I used uh, video conferencing 20 years ago and the software wasn't as good as it is now. And I had a lot of clients fighting me on it. It was new, too new to them. And now they don't want to see me in person anymore, which is fantastic in, in one way. You know, so. um, Liz, uh, you know, as a businesswoman, um, what do you, what could you suggest to our audience of the things that you feel made you successful? I've referred you to clients and they really enjoy working with you. You're very good at what you do, but share with us what you think make someone successful while other people struggle in their profession? Um, I would say motivation has always been something that I've had and, and a positive mindset, motivation and drive. Um, without motivation, you're not going to get anywhere. So, you know, you can think you want something to happen and take no action to make that happen. And you're still going to be in the same spot. Right. So you have to have that motivation to get up early every day, get on the computer, regardless of how you're feeling, and just do your best to try to network with people and find clients and find your passion to start your business. Um, I think positive thinking is also a, a huge factor, right? I, I've struggled with both anxiety and depression for a very long time, and um, I really struggled with that. There were some days I woke up and I didn't want to get out of bed. Or I was, I was having panic attacks and I had to stop working and go sit down for an hour or two. So I, I think that's kind of a big factor, too. If you're suffering with that, definitely go get help and try to stay positive because you won't get anywhere if you don't think you'll make it. You'll And you'll waste so much time worrying and overthinking when you can actually be online and making things happen in your network. Well, you know, you hit a good point because remember, as a business owner, we're all lonely out there because... No one wants to hear our woes. Our spouses don't want to hear our woes. We don't want to talk to our competitors about our woes because they don't care. Uh, and so we're almost like lonely little wolves out here. So you have to almost uh, self-indulge yourself into good habits that create time to read good things, be optimistic, meditate. Uh, there's a great book called Atomic Habits by James clear. I suggest readers, uh, listeners get that. It's a great book. I start my morning every day reading a couple of pages to get into uh, creating habits. But what you were just talking about, Liz, it's pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. And it's great to have plans, but unless you put actions to it, they're just plans, right? And uh, I agree with you 100% of what you just said. Um, Absolutely. And, and what makes you, uh, I think I know the answer, but what makes you optimistic about the future of your industry? Um, just because I think companies are constantly looking for remote, remote workers now, especially because the pandemic has hit. I feel like in the next few months or even the next year, 
maybe some companies will consider remote opportunities more and more um, just because they've had the experience during this pandemic. So between that and the new programs and skills needed, um, I, I feel like it's, it's interesting to see where the internet is going to take us, right? Especially after having this kind of year period where everyone was working from home and all these companies got a taste of how it would be to have their workers um, being remote. Yeah, very different. It is, and I, I think it's gonna to continue to take off. I think more and more companies are gonna consider this remote opportunity and more skills are gonna be needed. And maybe companies will consider outsourcing to contractors instead of hiring an employee so they can save some money. I work with many, many insurance companies throughout the country. Uh, and many of their staff work at home. And I've taken surveys the last six months and where they said, well, I missed the social part of it. Now down the road, they're saying, well, this is great because I get all my work done quick and no one bothers me and I get my laundry done. So it's really getting, <laughs> becoming part of the culture. And I think we're all enjoying it to a degree. And um, I think you're right. And so Liz, here's a good question as a business woman and a business owner, uh, if you had to pick point uh, point out maybe the value drivers that have uh, really been the key to you growing your business, what do you think they'd be? Sure. I think the fact that I am skilled in more than one area is a huge plus, right? So I can offer different services that I'm skilled in depending on my client's needs. And if I'm unable to do that, I do know a lot of people in the industry I can refer my clients to. Um, I also feel like I'm very fast and efficient. I've been able to increase my speed over the years. And I think that's also been a, a positive as well. Uh, the idea of, um, I don't want to call it a one-stop shop, but we talked before we, we were airing today on a particular case and you said, you know, I couldn't handle this. So I gave it off to an associate. Uh, that was impressive because you, you added value to your client by saying, Hey, I can't do it. I'm honest with you, but here, this person can really do it. I think that, you know, too many professionals for some reason don't want to network with other people for one reason or another, but you've been able to really surround yourself with good people with other skills that you have decided you don't want to right now do and you focus on those skills that you're good at. I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great to have those referral partners um, that you can work with, especially if you're not good in an area. You know, I, I don't really want to offer a service that I know I stink at. So better to have that handed to somebody who's good at it. Yeah. We see that in, in our business. We see people trying to do everything and they're not good at any of it. And uh, so anyway, so so what do you what would be the as a business owner, what would be the key issues that you really do have to stay on top of? Sure. Um, I would say the technology and the ever changing world of updates that it's throwing at me. These, these programs, like we talked about this before, some of these programs are constantly releasing updates and changing their platforms. And even a platform like Facebook, if you take a look at Facebook, they're constantly changing the way they work. They're adding all this extra stuff onto the end. Um, their, their advertising manager 
changes all the time. The navigation changes. It's so hard to stay on top of all these different programs that are constantly releasing updates. So I would say that would be probably the, the key issue that I have to stay on top of. And, and that takes time. Let's talk a little bit about that because you're, you're a very busy woman uh, um, and you have a lot of energy. But here, here all of a sudden you have these vendors that are saying, well, we're changing this, that, the other thing. Well, somewhere along the line, you've got to make time to slow down and learn what's going on, correct? Absolutely. So how do you do it as a business owner when you're juggling a number of things? I end up working some evenings and weekends, and that's the only way I can do it. Uh, for example, last night I was making dinner with my husband. I had to jump on to uh, take care of something in MailChimp for a client, because if I didn't do it last night, I wouldn't have time to do it today. So that, that's a great example. Just have to take the extra time I have and utilize it to the best of my ability. One, one thing I've learned is I'll, I'll share this with the audience is there's probably not a time I don't call Liz where she just put out a fire or help somebody. I mean, she just, she's like a Mexican jumping bean. She does that still. So I, I'm very impressed. <laughs> so Liz, Thank I, you, Tom. I, yeah, yeah I, I, I do appreciate it. And um, so I want to, we've talked a little bit about you running a business, but I really want to get into your business because I think you could be a big help to a lot of us out here that are kind of, you know, we run our business, but we know we have to be involved with the this marketing and this, and it drives some of us crazy. But um, so, you know, I know the biggest struggle you've talked about as a business person is staying on top of stuff because that's that's what you're offering, knowledge. Um, so tell us a little bit about your target market and why you, you target that market. Sure. So I love working with speakers, coaches, and naturopathic professionals. Um, and, you know, that can be anything from yoga studios to naturopathic doctors and mental health specialists as well. I mentioned I, I struggle with anxiety and have a love for health and wellness. You know, I, I love to go jog. Um, I, I love to stay fit and I love to live a healthy lifestyle. So I've always had that love for the health and wellness field. So that's where the naturopathic professionals niche kind of comes in. Um, and I guess the online coaches niche can come in there as well. So, you know, you have a lot of yoga studios that are doing online courses. There are business coaches online um, that I look up to, right? They help me with my own business. So that's kind of how I got into that area. And the speaker's niche is interesting, right? Because I went to Quinnipiac for communications. So I think there's some alignment there that I, I've just always kind of had that love for like events and speakers and positivity. And, uh, you know, I have um, my family's involved in communications on the national uh, network. And so I hear about this all the time. So I, I get bits and pieces. And um, as you were talking, I was just thinking of how many people are really engaged in communication, but it's not communication anymore. It's beyond that. It's, it's, it's communication, but you need to know an awful lot now because of this um, cyber communication that we have now. Um, but you, you, but what I'm learning from you is that you really focus on a niche market 
and that's your primary market. It, it is, but that doesn't mean that I'm not working with other solo professionals, right? So I, I'll give you an example. I'm working with an insurance agent right now. Um, I'm working with a landscape company. I'm working with a psychologist, which is, I guess is kind of in my niche market, but that is who I target. Um, that's not all, you know, it's not all who I work with. So I open myself up to any solo professionals or business owners depending on what they need. And if, if I can't help them, I definitely refer them to somebody else. One thing about uh, why I believe uh, having a niche market is good is that it you learn it really well so that you could help them. But it doesn't mean that you don't do business with other people because at the end of the day, um, even though it's not your niche market, they need kind of the same things anyways. It's just different, different syntax and language. Um, uh, but I, I, the lesson here that I try to explain to the audience is if you don't have a niche market, you just start creating one and really start to specialize. And that doesn't mean you take you, do, you disregard new business. It's just that you're focusing and getting to know stuff very well like you do, Liz. Exactly. Um, Liz, let's talk about uh, the value of your service to a business owner. Let's just strip it all down. You know, here I have a small business and I need, and like Bill Doerr, my good friend says, it's great to have a business, but unless you have people in the waiting room, you don't have anything to sell or offer, right? Exactly. Sure, sure. So when a business owner contacts me, um, I would do a free 30-minute consult and find out what their goals were. And at this time, I also kind of find out whether I can help them and if we will be a good fit together. Um, if I can't help them, I have a lot of contacts in the industry that I can send them to. If I can help them, um, the next step is usually a contract or retainer hour purchase. And then I dive right in and complete the work for them. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm, you know, I'm very efficient at what I do. I'm very fast and I'm very skilled in the areas that I offer. So those three things right there are value to my client because they end up saving money in the long run. For example, if they were to hire three different people to do the three different tasks they asked me to do in the three different areas, they would end up spending probably three times the money they would if they had hired me on my own. And they don't have to pay any overheads. Um, they don't pay for my vacation time. You know, they pay me as a contractor. I pay my own taxes. So I think that's a great value to them as well. Plus, there's a connection from one, two, and three steps because if you had to uh, get an, another person to do step two, they're going to want to know what happened with step one. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of time. Businessmen and businesswomen uh, love brevity. And what you do is help them save an awful lot of time by putting it all together, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, you have to have one person working on things that are interconnected. And that's that's actually a huge lesson I learned um, this past year, working with clients, never work with more than one person telling you what to do, right? Because you have two people telling you two different things. It's, it's such a waste of time. You'll run into roadblocks. So always work with one one person in the business. And, and, and you know, do you, when you 
when here's what I've always said when people have come into my office to offer a service, what I've always been concerned with is time because I like to work uh, in my business, but I know I have to work on it. And uh, in my practice, I tell clients that I'll work with them two hours a month and that's all they need to give me because I have a process. Do you have, do you give them an idea how long things will take and how much time that you need them to be involved? Does that, do you do that? Absolutely. Yes. So I make sure my clients know what I need ahead of time. Um, For example, if a client needs help with MailChimp, or WordPress, I make sure that I get all that login information, including all the security, you know, questions or verification codes that I need. And then I add myself as an admin. So I don't have to keep bothering them every time I need to log into their software to get a task done. So you have a process and, uh, and I'm sure we, in your particular case, you start in one area, but as you do things, it, it grows with your clientele, huh? Because they want to do more advanced things with you, I would su- I suggest. Absolutely. So I can give you an example of that. Um, I was updating a website for one of my clients and he wanted to start a blog. So I helped him launch a blog and optimize his articles for Google search. And then we took that a step further and ended up sharing them on social media. And he saw a huge traffic increase just from doing that for, I'd say three months. So that's a great example of that, that taking those, you know, that, that first task and taking it a step further for my clients. And, and Liz, if someone said to you, listen, I'm a neophyte, I have nothing. I don't have a website but I know I have to get with the times here. Are, are you willing to build their website and start it from scratch and work with them? Yes, I have. And depending on how big the site needs to be and the requirements, I would dive into that. I, I actually just built a site for a real estate agent this past year. Um, it was very basic. You know, we used a template and use WordPress. So I was able to do that for her, but if it was a little bit more customized and you know, a bigger site, I may pass it on to my referral partner who's really good at design. So it really depends on my client's needs and how I feel on our initial call. And I, I've, I've run across this many, many times where people had web pages and websites done many years ago and they're outdated. So would you work with a client who said, Liz, I got an outdated website. Can you make some suggestions and change it around? So you're not building it, you're just changing it. Is that something that you have an interest in also? Absolutely, 100%. Okay, that's good to know. Because a lot of us are out there with old websites that have gotten archaic in many ways because of the technology and we're not maximizing them. And that's good to know that you you do that. and. Um, um, so Liz, let's go back to your core services because I think that's the thing that that runs the 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 engine for you. Can you go through that again with us, your core services? Absolutely. So uh, top of the list is Mailchimp. Mailchimp email marketing. I coined myself as a Mailchimp expert, so I would say that's number one. Uh, number two would be blog management in WordPress. So that would include formatting blog posts, optimizing blog posts, and also sharing them online, whether that's social media accounts or other um, areas online. 
And then I have my online technology, right? Which would include the, the WordPress website updates and kind of connecting online calendars and forms on websites. And that can include eBooks as well, setting up eBooks, um, contact signup forms, thank you pages, all of that fun stuff. And then because I'm a virtual assistant, I, I also offer that kind of sales support services as needed because a lot of my clients need that sales support, you know, whether it's updating their databases, um, reaching prospects, or even just help managing their LinkedIn page. So I also offer that as well. Liz, Liz come back to this virtual assistance because a lot of us are just hearing this term and I don't know if we really all understand it. Can you give a, an example of what, what a virtual assistant does? Yeah, so a virtual assistant is a very broad term, right? It can cover a number of different services, but generally they provide administrative, creative, or technical marketing services to a variety of different niche areas. So we, we work from our own office space using our own computer and equipment. And um, really different VAs specialize in different areas, right? So I kind of have the specialized area of, WordPress and MailChimp. So if someone's looking for a WordPress VA, I would raise my hand. Or if someone's looking for a MailChimp VA, I would raise my hand. Um, a lot of people have a misconception that VAs only do admin support, which is not true, right? So there are a lot of virtual assistants that just provide admin support, but there are also ones that have specialized areas like myself. So would something like, what is it called? Calendry? Calendry? Is that a uh, uh, oh, Calendly. Yep. Yeah, I'm only using it because I use the name. I, uh, I I know there's other ones. You use you use another one. Buffer, did you say? I think you, I, you use another. Calendar. Oh, so yeah. So there's Calendly and Acuity. Those are for booking uh, appointments with your prospects. Yep. And then, so the buffer is for the social media sharing. It's a scheduler. Oh, I so see. if you want to schedule. Well, your social media in advance, you would use Buffer. So that's a little bit different than the Calendly and Acuity. Those are for kind of appointments with your clients, booking appointments on your website. So when you, when you talk about virtual assistant, it's really talking in general about having things on automatic pilot. Um, it, it can be, right? So that's the tech side of what I do is I, I can help put things on automatic pilot. And, and that's a great example, right? Like I just installed Calendly for a client on her website and set it all up. So that was a one and done. Now she can have clients book through her website very easily. It goes right onto her Google calendar. Um, we connected Zoom in there as well. So it's, it's easy to set up these. Well, I shouldn't say easy. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's great, right? Because you set it up one time and then you're done. So yeah, you can say some of the work is, but there's other work that's ongoing, right? Monthly ongoing, like this blog optimization I'm doing for my clients. That That's something that can't really be automated. Exactly. I understand that. Sure. Um, uh, there's so many new terms nowadays, you know, I, I, um, I, even I have a tough time keeping up with them, but um you know, if I had to summarize uh, what you do as a, as I'm summarizing it as a business owner and the fact that I know you and how good you are, what you do. The one thing I would say is that 
many of us don't even realize the potential of the type of services we can get through these different programs. And it, it probably would have a worthwhile discussion with you um, if people out there are saying, gee, I'd like to get more automated and get more up to date. Uh, and Liz, if, if they wanted to speak to you to have a conversation, not so much that they need you right now, but to get themselves in a situation where they can plan for it, would you be willing to talk to them about what they're doing and maybe not doing and get, open up the gates of a conversation with them? Absolutely. Because I think a lot of people have questions. We're hearing all these things that you're doing, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are saying, gee, I didn't know that. I didn't. I don't do that. And where have I been kind of thing, you know? Um, and I say that because I've had a blog for years, but I, I really I'm only know what I know. You know, I only, I only learned what I could learn to get the blog going, but there's so much more that there's that can be used for. So, um, sure. Liz, if there was uh, anything you wanted to suggest to the audience as a business owner, uh, any, anything you'd like to point out to them uh, or any tips you want to give them before we end our show? Yes. Um, if there's anyone out there who's thinking about becoming a virtual assistant, I would say don't be afraid to dive in and just go for it. Find what you're passionate about, find your strengths and try to find your niche and keep that positive mindset because it is possible to build a business. And I'm I'm a great example of someone who was able to do that. Um, you can build a full time business. So please feel free to reach out. You know, I'm I'm always willing to connect and talk and network with other VAs. Now, I'm going I'm going to um, list in the show notes Liz's contact. But Liz, why don't you give to us how they can contact you? Sure. So you can email me directly. And the email address is Liz, L-I-Z. And that's at virtualsupportgal.com. Or you can visit my website, www.virtualsupportgal.com. And on my website, there is a contact form or a way to book time with me on my calendar. So you can just go to that link and I'll be happy to talk with you. And Liz, I, I have to add this. Um, in my latest book, my only book so far, um, uh, Unlocking Your Business DNA, I talk about organization. And one of the things I talk about is that the last 35 to 40 years of my business career, I only worked 80 days a year and built a multi-million dollar agency. And I have to tell you, it was because of technology and the things I learned that I could have a, a, a machine do or a software package do that freed up time. So what I wanna add here is that if, you, if you're not getting your business up to snuff on some of the latest technology, you really should have a conversation with Liz because it's more than just time. It's allowing you to create more leisure time so you can enjoy what you've been building, if that makes sense to anybody. Um, 
But Liz, I want to thank you very much for taking the time and sharing with all of us what you do. It's so important that we have the right people when we work, uh, when we're looking for this type of help. So I want to thank you for coming on and spending some time with us. Sure. And thank you so much for interviewing me, Tom. It, it means a lot and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Liz, and uh, have a nice holiday. You as well, Tom. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.